Hello and welcome to episode 73 of the Critical Twits podcast, where today, following our recent expedition to the UK Games Expo, we'll be revealing highlights of games coming to crowdfunding platforms soon. Hello and welcome back. I am Aaron Vinsky and today I'm sat here on my own. Um, the others are busy correlating all their stuff from the UK Games Expo, leaving me to, well, make this up. So today we'll be going through a, a bunch of games we found at the UK Games Expo that intrigued us and um, that are coming soon to uh, various Kickstarter um, or crowdfunding platforms. Uh, which we'll give links to in the description. With each of these companies, we've had little interviews with the uh, developers of the games to give you a bit more of a insider information on how the game works and what it's about. Um, and we hope that these interest you as well. So, uh, first of all, we have an interview with uh, Mage Company about their upcoming Grim Fairy Tales inspired dungeon crawler, 12 Realms Dungeon Land. With Panos from. Mage, Mage Games about Dungeonland 12 Rooms. Uh, thank you. Uh, so, guys, uh, nice meeting you. Uh, please ask away. <laughs> what, um, what is Dungeonland 12 Rooms for those who right. don't know? Uh, Dungeonland 12 Rooms is a cooperative game for one to four players. Uh, it's basically a dungeon crawler, but uh, it has a, it has a ton of extra stuff in the box. Uh, you have three different modes of play. Uh, where you can play your typical campaign included in most dungeon crawlers. You can play the epic quest, which is the campaign experience in one go, uh, in a very short amount of time, and you can also play the arena game, which is basically a PvP brawler. Yeah. As I showed us that briefly before, with the protecting the uh, bar from yes. getting the boost on from the back. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's uh, the arena is like a tavern uh, where you you actually protect the booze, uh, like the heroes fight over the booze, and there is a variant where you protect the booze from the incoming hordes of monsters because uh, we, we need it for we need it for the war. Like uh, they can't fight without it. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so how does um, oh, basically dungeon crawl? How does the combat and stuff work? Yes, uh, the combat, which is the main thing in all dungeon crawlers, how it works is it uses the success system. Yep. So you, we have a bunch of custom dice, and depending on the weapon you use, you have to roll appropriate successes. And then the opponent rolls defense dice, and he has to roll his successes, and they cancel each other out. Whatever is left, it's the damage that he takes, yep. basically. The only difference on that, and the special thing, is the glyph system we use in spells. Cool. Where spells, uh, you actually have to roll a certain combination of symbols. It doesn't. You don't require a, one certain symbol, but yeah. different spells require different combinations of symbols. For example, fireball requires like a range and a melee, while uh, magic bolt requires two melee or two range, and so on and so forth. And so, yeah. And uh, if you can, if you roll like double the combination needed for a spell, you do actually an empowered version of it. Oh, brilliant! Awesome. Swing it more. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, th I think a big part of the appeal looking at the stuff is actually kind of the, the art and the style of it. Yes, it's all done in a, a like cartoony arcade style. The whole game, the, even the feel of the gameplay, is like the arcade games of old. Uh, imagine like 80s, 90s uh, console games, you know, with the joy costumes and everything. Yeah. So like Golden Axe and that yes, kind of thing. Yes, exactly. That's exactly the feel we get. Like uh, for yeah. people who have played Golden Axe, that's it's like it's like Golden Axe in a box because you go through the rooms, you slay the enemies, more enemies, more loot, go in, and then you're like, yes, I have it. You know, I have the cool weapons, I have everything, and then you go to the boss and it's like, oh crap, I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. 
Cool. I really like the setting as well. I like the uh, sort of a dark fairy tale kind of setting. Yes, uh, the setting is uh, the Dwell Realms universe, where uh, it's like all the characters and all the tales from the Dwell Realms all happen in the same universe. We have all the classic characters like Snow White, the Red Riding Hood, uh, the Grammy Dwarf, everybody, and uh, Snow White. And uh, what happens basically is uh, all these realms get invaded by dark forces and the heroes try to retaliate and fight back yeah. because the story starts to end badly and bad things are coming and the line gets corrupted and everything. But the story is quite dark, uh, although uh, the theme is like fairy tale, it's about fairy tales, it's an adult version of it, it's like a dark, darker theme. Oh, fantastic. Um, the story with the campaign then, um, is it sort of linear, you just go through the thing? No, 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 uh, that's the thing, uh, on the, in the campaign we strive to make it really interesting for people and really replayable. Yeah. So from the 16 scenarios that are going to be included in the base game, you're only going to play 9 in each campaign. And why is that? Is that because each scenario is going to change depending on your choices on the previous scenario. Okay. So how it happens is, for example, in one scenario you might choose if someone, if you leave a bad guy, uh, go away or if you kill him. Where if you kill him, uh, you some people uh, will be pissed about it because uh, it's not like the way of the good guys to do. So and they might not aid you later on. Where if you let him go, he might come back and seek revenge later. Yes. So it's a hard choice to make, and yep. depending on your choices, the campaign will lead to one of the four possible endings. Oh, fantastic. So when is it on Kickstarter? It is live right now, really? as we speak. It's almost funded also. Uh, it's going well. Uh, we'll have a ton of stretch goals for you to unlock. Uh, we have uh, almost all stretch goals and miniatures. Yep. So the baseball comes with 46 miniatures, and you, get un you unlock more for each stretch goal. You keep unlocking. So if it goes well, you can you might look even at like 80, 90 miniatures in one box. That's fantastic. So what, when do you finish? When do people need to get in and check out the Kickstarter? When does it stop? Oh, it stops in uh, 25 days, if I remember, 23 days, something like that. Uh, it was there 30 days ago, uh, one, no, one day ago, sorry. Uh, so you're looking to the end of June? Yes, the end of June is when the Kickstarter is due. And the game, we would like to point out to the people that the game is almost finished. We are like on the play test and uh, correction stage where we try to loosen up some stuff, but we have uh, all the tiles, all the heroes, all the minis, uh, the, uh, we have like the cards and everything. So basically after the Kickstarter is over, we need like two months to loosen up some stuff and to, uh, get it all together. Yeah. And then we'll just go to production and they will have their game like fairly, fairly quickly for a Kickstarter. Cause yeah, I was gonna say that's, that seems like quite a nice Sharp time yeah, because we, we really tried this time. We know that Kickstarters are usually known for being late and all that. Yeah. But this time, we, that's what we strive to do. We try to do a Kickstarter that we went to the Kickstarter with the game 90% done already. Yeah. Where we didn't go with just like an idea and when it's done, you know, we're going to like develop it later on. It's 90% yeah. it's ready. If, if it gets funded and everything goes well, we do some uh, proofreading and all that. It's yeah. play testing, balancing and then goes to development that straight away. Because this isn't your first game, is it? Uh, we as Twisted Brother, me and my colleague Nick, yes, this is our uh, first game as designers so that we have designed on our own. Uh, we do it for Mate's company, of course, uh, they, they are publishing it, but yeah, it is our first game as designers. We have also worked with some other projects of Mate's company, like the other Captain Second Edition yeah. rule set and all that, but yeah, this is our first own unique game, yeah. So it's fantastic. I was going to say, doesn't Lean Dog even look like it needed much to it? Because I've had a quick flick through the uh, campaign rulebook earlier. It's got a lot of depth, but actually seems very clear and obvious what I think then. Yes. Uh, our basic concept is uh, make a simple game with rules, but give a ton of options. Yeah. So basically, we didn't focus on the rules. We didn't focus on adding like a tons of different mechanics. We focused on having simple mechanics, 
but they actually have a, give you a ton of options. So for example, for leveling up, we have like the skills, but you have like five different skill trees and each character has access to two of them and they have a ton of abilities. We also have like, you can increase your stats. We also have the premium dice, which is our also another way you can increase uh, your effectiveness by buying dice that have better sides. Oh, that's cool. Which yeah. are, these are all like simple stuff, like it's a die with better sides, but it does a lot of depth because yeah. it mitigates luck and you can actually fo focus on the gameplay and game style you like, depending on what dice you buy. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much for this, guys. Uh, best of luck with the rest of the Kickstarter. Thank you. Uh, Thanks a lot. See you who were demonstrating their game Dead Throne, an open-world semi-RPG adventure game. We have a little interview with them as well. We're here with uh, Sharky Games. Just like to introduce yourself and the game you have with you today. Well, hi there, everybody. My name is Shyan Nijad. I'm co-founder of Sharky Games and our game called Dead Throne. We are live on Kickstarter now. It's an open-world RPG adventure strategy game. It's a lot to say in one sentence, but I promise you there is a balance. We spend a lot of time trying to keep it as open-world and as realistic as possible, implementing as many op op options and strategies as you can possibly fit into an open world without messing up any kind of balance. So you roam around the world freely, uh, and interact with whatever you choose to land on and uh, RPG in the standard sense where you build your character up over time as you go along. You've also got magical scrolls which allow you to manipulate the map itself. You can teleport yourself around the lands, conjure weapons, summon creatures, enchant weapons, mitigate your opponent's attacks, uh, develop yourself up as you go along, uh, enhance your own abilities and defend yourself basically from anything that you might encounter throughout the land. You've got four different regions with different levels of difficulty, so you have to be careful where you go. And there are three ways of winning the game along with multiple side quests and uh, challenges that you can find throughout the game. There are competitive quests that you can find uh, to compete for the rewards, uh, but you could also find loan quests as individual challenges as well. With all these objectives in mind, you also don't have to actually focus on any one objective. You can also simply just roam around freely, killing creatures as you go along and building your character up. It's up to you entirely how you play the game. It's one to seven players as well, so there is a solo campaign. And the objective of that is to defeat a fire-breathing dragon and collect the crown of the king and then enter the castle to win. The objectives of the main campaign with two, to pl two plus players is the heroes have to collect uh, magical region stones from the bad guy uh, and the bad guy has to collect magical medallion pieces from the heroes. So there's always interactivity between the players, everybody's chasing each other around and battling each other uh, for all those pieces. After you've collected those pieces you then have to make your way to the castle and make sure you don't get trapped by other players and then enter the castle and that's how you win the game. You can also win the game by defeating every other player in the game and being the last player standing. Oh good. Yeah, that's always nice, yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, I've noticed looking around this, like with the box the game comes in and there's a stand, uh, which I'll put a picture of up now, um, for the actual cards and stuff. Was um, that something you deliberately thought of when you were coming up with the game? That's already there, yes. Once you purchase the game, and obviously when it arrives, it's all there in that box and all, com all compactly and neatly um, uh, held within the box itself. 
fantastic. Because we do love a good box on our, on our channel and this looks like it's actually organised lovely. So. Yeah, I mean, well, one of the reasons I came over was because it's got a really nicely organised box that everything fits into um, the map, unlike having a big... Because I compared it to Talisman when I originally asked you about it. Um, but rather than having one big fold-out board, it's all nice hexagonal tiles, which again, yeah. have in pictures up so people can see. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, everything looks like it fits together really nicely. Um, I really like the individual character sheet card thing holders that you yeah, get. It does because again, unlike, say, Talisman, you've got somewhere for everything to live. Yeah. Um, and the pro version with the market that has the sliding things is amazing. Well, that is very cool, actually, yeah. Uh, the, the sides slide up and down and cover different bits up. That's, that's, yeah. that's a genius. Yeah, uh, that's, that's very Thank cool. Thank you. Because I don't know the thing you do have on with Talisman and all of these games. You just get inundated with stuff. Again, like you said earlier, Talisman's very um, sort of single track. Yeah. There's not much else. You, you, you roll a dice and you can do X or Y. Yeah, where you seem to have put in actual options for yeah. players. Yeah. See if you really transport that RPG yeah. element into yeah. a tabletop game. We yeah. wanted to keep it as open world and realistic as possible in the thought process that you put into it. So what you think you might be able to do in real life yeah. is probably what you can implement into the game as well. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Rusty nails, I think we're all quite that. <laughs> no, that, that looks fantastic. Uh, cool. So I hope you do well with your Kickstarter, but thank, thank you very much. Now, during one of our moments of getting lost, where we stumbled across what appeared to be a bunch of scientists standing around um, outside one of the booths. Obviously massively attracted, I wandered over, loving my science as I do. Um, and it turned out to be a form of escape room for a um, new game assistant app called Dized, which is an interactive way of teaching you how to play your games. Um, what they've done to advertise this new platform was set up an escape room. Uh, which uh, me and Brian did with The Happy Loser and we had a very brief amount of time to study a room full of puzzles and information in order to answer a bunch of questions in um, another room and we had a great deal of fun with this um, and then we sat down with one of the members of Play More Games for a little interview on how this actually functioned. Hi, I'm Yoni from Dyst and we are doing a smart device application that teaches you how to play board games. So with Dice, you can sit down with a new game and start playing immediately. It's like having a friend at the table who knows these games inside out, knows exactly how to teach this particular game, and does an awesome job at it, and also brings the game alive through their personality and that sort of stuff. So uh, you, can, you can comfortably start playing immediately. You have somebody at the table answering your questions and teaching you everything. And the beautiful thing is that it's a smart tutorial, so it follows what's going on in the game through player input, and using that information to know which rules you need to know right now in order to progress in the game, and which rules to teach to you later on. And it's this gradual teaching of rules that allows us to start the game immediately and learn while we play, until we know all the rules of the game. And when we do, it's gonna tell you, uh, now you know everything, you can play on your own, and I'm just going to take you to the rule cup tool. If you do have any questions, just ask me and, and you'll get your answers. And I'm showing you the rule cup tool right now. This will also be 3D animated, but I'm showing you a mock-up, so a lot of the graphics are still missing. But you can either find all the rules to the game through these graphical menus. So it's kind of like a digital rule book indexed uh, that you can use with menus. So it's very quick to find specific uh, 
uh, rules in the game. Uh, the very useful feature is that you can use a search function, either type in or use the microphone, ask any FAQ style question and get an immediate answer. And this is publisher updated, so you know that all the answers are correct. So this is the very useful feature for returning players. You already know the game, but then that weird thing happened where two players have the same card at the same time. So how does this? How is this resolved? And you get an immediate answer. If it's not there, the publisher will know about it, and they can actually go in and answer answer your question. So this is how it gets better and better over time as well. And this these sort of tools we want to do for all the games out there. Are you are you out and about? Are you available now, or is this something that you're you're in the process of launching? Dice will be downloadable in August, so in, in a few months. Uh, we had our beta version out already for a six month period, and we had a lot of people download that. We collected a lot of feedback, and the feedback was great. But also we found out other things that okay, we need to develop this and that, and this is actually what the audience needs. So we took the beta version down a month ago, and now we're developing the actual thing. Now we've analyzed the data, and now we know what we what we need to build, what is the service, the service that benefits the players and the industry the best. So, so what is it that, that made you specifically want to do this? Uh, I love games. I hate robots. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can sympathize with that, yeah. Uh, and we were in a good position um, to do this. We started our company three years ago and we published Race of the North Pole a couple of years ago. And at the same time, we went to these big shows and we networked in the industry and we talked with all the publishers and retailers and board game cafes and also obviously players. And we, uh, we, we wanted to find out all right, what is the, the best thing we can do with apps. Because we are, we are from Finland in Helsinki where we have a lot of other mobile game studios, Supercell, like uh, Clash Royale and the, just these games. Angry Birds is from, like, Robio is from Finland as well, from Helsinki. And we see these guys all the time in, in yeah. Helsinki. So we have a lot of that knowledge. We know how to build a mobile app. And now we were in the industry and we found, we figured out, okay, the best thing we can do with an app is solve the rule book issue. Yeah. People want to play games, not study how to play games. And that's what we want to do. We want to take you into the game immediately. I was just saying for our group, I know we've got some less hardcore game, a bit of board gamers, should we say, who yeah. enjoy board games but don't, don't enjoy them all, but they want to get on with the game straight away. And something like that would be wonderful because I'm rubbish at explaining rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's a game of telephone. Like somebody teaches you a game because that's the, usually the preferred way. People want to learn from somebody. Yeah. And the problem is that somebody teaches you and you teach it to some people and a couple of links later people are arguing are, are arguing at the table about the rules because yeah. no 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 it, it's I've always played it like this no 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 my friend told me this and you go to the rule book oh we were both wrong or worst case scenario you have two different interpretations of the no no it, it's clearly a past sentence it means that like we know the situation at the table yeah with this tool we want uh, to give players more time to play the actual game yeah. and not spend time arguing about the game. <laughs> How have people been finding it then at the uh, at the expo? How oh, it's been brilliant for us. Yeah, uh, we have this. We didn't want to put dice on the table here yet because our development team is working on it. So we didn't want to interfere with that. Like, hey, we need something for UK Games Expo. So we decided, okay, we're going to do a bit different thing. That's why we're running this uh, Room Escape puzzle game. Um, at our booth 
which has been very successful. But the fun thing is, uh, the good thing for us is that it gives you information about dice when you play that game. So this is our way to pitch dice for the audience. They get to play a game and, and learn, about, learn about our stuff uh, through that game. You've got to take them off your apples and twist them to the side. <laughs> You're taking a game for some space and rules. Though. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You guys are going to go in and in, in play that game, so you'll see also how it works. <laughs> cool. uh, but yeah, people are very excited about this and they, they are anxiously waiting for these to get out. I'm anxiously waiting for these to get out as well. <laughs> and when that downloadable version uh, comes out in August, we are... That should be around Gen Con time, so at Gen Con we can show this to people, how it works, and people can try it out. And we're launching an Indiegogo campaign, because we want to build a big audience for the platform. Yeah. And that, that's launching right after Gen Con. So are you, are you going for a, a sort of subscription model, so people would subscribe to you, or are you sort of just charging for the app and updating from there? The app will be free to download. Okay. And the tutorials, the lookup tools, so that the tools that you learn, uh, you, you um, used to use a board game so learn a board game and that answers your questions those are ad based so for example watch a video and then you can download a tutorial and use it so you don't have to spend any money in order to use this these functions of the app uh, digital expansions new mechanics new content that you get for games soundtracks ai players all cool stuff that we we are eventually building into it some of it will be free some of it will have a small price tag on it and that's basically our business model, millions of users and these microtransactions. So you can upgrade your board game for a dollar or two instead of buying a 40 40 dollar or pound uh, expansion kit. Excellent. Awesome. So if people want to check it out, where would they go? Uh, dice.com. You can sign up for the newsletter, which is a good idea because then you then you know what's going on. And also social media, uh, it's get diced is the username and hashtag on our on our across our own platform so get diced or go to dice.com and that would be the place thank you very much thank Thank you you. so much cheers Cheers. finally for you we have something that isn't technically on a crowdfunding platform because it is a crowdfunding platform we have a short interview with a representative from Game On who will give you a bit more information on it, but it's definitely something to keep in interest and bookmarks in your uh, browsers. I'm Laura and I'm with Game On Tabletops, which is crowd running for gamers by gamers. Cool. Excellent. So can you tell us a little bit about it then? Yes, it's basically a crowdfunding platform that gives you everything you need to create a successful crowdfunding campaign um, dedicated to games. So we have the gamer in mind um, and bring all these tools to make it as streamlined and nice as possible. What have you done to... Because uh, I know things get lost on Kickstarter, not particularly. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so what have you done to make it easier for games? So um, the one part is that it's really dedicated to games, so it's really targeted at the game enthusiasts, which will make it much more easier to have this be the home for gamers. And in addition to that, we have all these features like uh, real-time pledge management, uh, campaign personalization, accounting tools, uh, and all of these things that really help streamline the process and actually concentrate on getting the game designed. 
fantastic. So is it something that you're integrating into things like Kickstarter or is it a separate platform in and of itself? It's a standalone platform, but you're not you not necessarily need to use all of the features. You can just use it as a pledge manager if you want to, or you can use it for everything. You can also use our a la carte services like fulfillment support, production support, marketing support, whatever you, you might need. What sort of things do you offer? Because I know it's sort of Kickstarter, you do it all on your own, don't you? What yeah. do you offer creators that's slightly different? So maybe the production side. Yeah, so, so on the uh, production side, there's lots of stuff we can offer depending on what, what everybody needs. So we can support um, and console for the campaign setup. We can also help with production and fulfill- fulfillment. We can have to do a dedicated marketing uh, campaign on that. And in addition to that, you always get all the features of, of the website, which really help you streamline and really uh, figure out your costs and whatever you might run into. The team behind Game On uh, has been running a successful crowdfunding platform in France for four years with a 100% success rate. So what they did when they set about building this was to answer all of the questions, all of the things that were left open that they weren't getting with other sites, with other platforms, all of the things they wanted. And one of the most encouraging things that we've encountered when we pitched this to publishers, they come out with quotes saying, literally, you have thought of everything we wanted in a crowdfunding platform. So it makes the process much easier for publishers because you get all these amazing tools that aren't in other sites that we're already used to, uh, like HTML in your product page. You can make a customized uh, customized campaign page. There's the auto pledge man or real-time pledge manager, auto updates. You know all of these things that, like, if you've ever run a Kickstarter campaign, you know you're, you know, you hit a goal at three in the morning. You're up at three in the morning making all of those changes to your site and adding the stretch goals and add-ons and all that. This, you can do it all in advance, it does it for you. Um, and then, so that's for publishers, it makes publishers' lives easier, it saves time, it saves money, it's a lot sexier, a lot more cool stuff to it. But then, for those of us in the community, uh, it's, it's the crowdfunding for gamers, by gamers thing, is, is that we think you know the tabletop community is, are the ones who know tabletops, tabletop games best, right? So we're really hoping that it's going to be a new home for gamers to find their favorite new games, to champion the unknown designers who you know may not be getting somewhere in the spotlight elsewhere, uh, because the community is going to be able to lift those up on their own. So. Are you adding any sort of community features to the platform for maybe the people that are backing? Yeah, yeah. so they already uh, get the comment sections, of course, but there are going to be forums and there are going to be events. We're going to try and and, and support new game designers and uh, reach out to them, really create a community all around creating and discovering new and, and awesome games. And like Laura said, um, about helping to discover new gamers, that's actually or new game designers. That's part of what our uh, little deal is here with the uh, one of our activities here at the show. So we've got uh, we've got these blank game components, and we're encouraging people to you can we give you 20 points to buy whatever you want. You know, some dice, some meeples, some tiles, whatever. Go make a game by the end of the day. That, should, that plays in less than 10 minutes, bring it back and show us, and we'll, you know, we'll judge on our own what we think is the best one. Uh, but if you win, or if, you know, if you're chosen, you'll get a voucher to be able to go get more game components and really work on a prototype that you might end up being able to send up the chain, right? Maybe someday it'll be your prototype that we're, is the new hotness on Game On. Fantastic. So you go for a bit more of a personal touch, whereas Kickstarter's a bit like, just throwing stuff up and do well, there's so much on Kickstarter, and it, you know, obviously, it's been it was an innovative platform when it came out. 
Um, but there's so much on there, you know, whether you want, you know, your new tent or your new bicycle or your new barbecue. Uh, and this is going to be, this is dedicated to tabletop games by gamers. So, you know, it, it's us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and the success of, of publishers going through our website is our success. So, of course, we, we want to be there and make it happen and make it the best experience possible for everyone involved. Sounds really good. Well, best of luck. Well, thank you. Um, how can people find it? So, if they want to come and have a look? Yeah, so you can go to www.gameontabletop.com uh, or you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, you can already sign up there to be uh, kept kept informed about the news. And we're launching next week with the first project, uh, Pinnacle Ga uh, Game Entertainment, launching. Yeah, Savage Worlds. Ooh, yeah, so yeah. Pinnacle Entertainment uh, had a crowdfunding campaign recently for uh, the Goon and Fear Agent, and we are going to be bringing that campaign to continue on Game On. And it's going to start, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's going to start uh, from where that last campaign left off. So already funded at a certain level, already a certain amount of unlocks, and then we're going to take it to the next level. Sounds great. <laughs> With more awesome partners coming soon. <laughs> Thanks very much. Thank you. Well, and that's it for our crowdfunding special. Um, thank you very much for listening. We will be having some more coverage of things from the UK Games Expo. We've spoken to people about miniatures games, some RPGs. Um, we have an in-depth interview with somebody from an escape room and who runs a zombie run uh, campaign. Um, and uh, Joe has been dutifully covering a lot of Netrunner bits and pieces from his tournament, so we'll have lots and lots of new tasty content for you soon um, to do with this. Um, if you've enjoyed listening, please uh, like and subscribe and share with your friends, um, if you enjoyed it of course. And yes, we will see you soon. I've been Aaron Vinsky, bye!